I sing music. And from that, evolve whatever this is I am. Well, no one did it better than Dionne Warwick. And here on the phone right now, good morning, David Woolley, co-director, producer of Don't Make Me Over, documentary that airs 9 p.m., friends, in all time zones. How did this come about? Good morning, good morning, and I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Look, this feels like this is part two, right? Yes. (laughs) It's great. You know, it all came to be uh, really uh, as kind of a spinoff to uh, Dion's uh, autobiography book entitled My Life As I See It. Uh, I happen to be the co-author along with Dion, uh, and, you know, it really became a mission of mine, you know, probably 10 years ago or so to bring that book to the big screen. And now we have a documentary, which has a lot of those wonderful anecdotes that are in the book are now on the big screen. I think people are going to enjoy New Year's Day at 9 p.m. on CNN. Right. Now, why should people watch this? What was, for those not familiar, what was it about Dion and and I, I want to lead you a little bit here. It wasn't only about the amazing music and the legacy of that. It was also about what I think some people don't know about, her involvement in helping the hungry, helping the AIDS movement before there was even a movement. And that list goes on, doesn't it? You know, absolutely. Uh, it, it, I think people should watch this primarily because, first of all, it's it's an American story. You know, it, it really is one of these stories where we really need to recognize, uh, you know, our, our heroes. And Dion is simply a hero and has been a hero for decades. So, you know, it's a type of uh, documentary where you can sit down with your kids, uh, your significant other, and just really be inspired. So if you're looking to be inspired going into the new year, Dion Warwick is a documentary that you want to watch because this woman, what she did with her career, in addition to the 56 charted hits, the six Grammys, you know, uh, people don't come to your funeral because you won six Grammys. They come to, because you've touched their lives. And Dion has touched a lot of people's lives. And I tell you what, there will be a lot of people that watch the Dion Warwick documentary who won't even know that she touched their lives and say, oh, really? I didn't know that she did that. Oh, wow, that was wonderful. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just a universal message of love. Yeah, she's never been out there self-promoting, really. And she's always been very private. So this kind of opens things up. I want to talk specifically about some of these things that we're talking about. I also want to talk about some of the hit records and how the heck a musician could possibly navigate those Burt Bacharach, Hal David songs, I'll Never Know. The man I'm talking to is David Woolley. He is co-director and producer of Don't Make Me Over, 9 p.m. Any time zone on CNN on New Year's, Sunday, January 1st, of course. Uh, how did you get that time slot? I mean, that's amazing on New Year's, David. Well, you know what? It, 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 you talk about amazing. This happens to be my very, very first uh, documentary as uh, you know, a producer, writer, co-director. And, you know, for, for, for that to be the first and for it to premiere on 
CNN on New Year's Day, which is, you know, premium real estate uh, in the television market because CNN is in a hundred million homes. I mean, it really is amazing. It's an honor. It's a blessing. Uh, but, you know, it just, once again, you know, it says who Dionne Warwick is. I mean, she reaches that many people. And uh, we're, we're thrilled. Well, it wasn't, I, th- I think Don't Make Me Over was her first hit record, actually. In 1963, perhaps. But there was another song, and I'll let you tell the story, that it turned out a Cook County commissioner got a, got his hands on. Dionne Warwick was supposed, supposed to be hearing herself on the radio singing that song. However, it didn't work out that way. And she said, well, I'll let you go from there. <laughs> The Iceman, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So Jerry Butler, now a Cook County commissioner, sang a song yeah. called Make It Easy on Yourself. Dion thought, oh, that's going to be my first song. She recorded it, but she heard Jerry Butler sing it, and I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, you know, uh, so imagine Dion's a college student. She's doing background sessions. You know, this is in the 60s. Uh, she's still uh, doing background sessions. She's not known as a solo artist. Uh, her and her sister, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and then also, you know, uh, Sissy uh, Houston. Uh, you know, they have an incredible background uh, team. So they do the background sessions with Brett and Hal David, and then Hal uh, and Bird promised Dion that when she becomes a recording artist, which they were working on that uh, that song, make it easy on yourself. Would be Dion's very first song that they would you know present her to the world with. Except uh, she was driving home uh, one day from school and turned on the radio, and there it was with Jerry Butler singing, <laughs> "Make it easy on yourself." So that obviously didn't settle well with uh, Dion. She made a U-turn and went straight to uh, Burton House office. Uh, and gave him a piece of her mind, and you know, and and in doing that, she said, "Hey, listen, I don't care who you think I am, but you can never make me over." Uh, and stormed out the office. And uh, a couple days later, Bert uh, called her and said, "You know, come on in, we have something for you." Uh, and that was her very first hit. Now, if you don't hear make me over, yeah, and if you hear Dion. And if you don't know what I'm talking about uh, or what we're talking about, go to YouTube and just type in. Uh, make it easy on yourself or don't make me over and look at some of the early recordings of Dion singing those songs. Uh, she hit notes I don't even know or don't believe they exist, but somehow she finds them. And the way she weaves through these songs that no one can sing like her. Can you talk about that? You know, I mean that that's that's just another one of her, you know, amazing uh talents. Um yeah, you know, one thing that that I think this doc touches on is that, you know, Dion was formally trained, so she could read music and by that, uh, for those that are listening, you could put a sheet of music in front of her and have music notes and lyrics underneath those notes and she could sing the the, the notes that are written on that paper. Um, you know, without having a piano next to it. Uh, that's just, just an incredible accomplishment, and it takes a lot of training, and it takes a tremendous amount of practice, uh, and it's not something that many artists can do. Uh, for example, uh, the late, great, you know, Rita Franklin didn't read music. You know, Lionel really? Richie doesn't read music. Michael Jackson doesn't, didn't read music. I mean, you know, it, it's very rare. And then if we had to look at today's artists, you know, uh, 
who can read music. You know, it's it now it's all about sampling uh, uh, and uh, you know auto tunes and things of that nature. So Dion was formally trained, uh, you know, almost like a classical trainer. But what gave her her competitive advantage, I think, is that she was also trained in the church, New Hope Baptist Church. So growing up with, you know, Sissy Houston as your aunt, uh, Dion's first cousin is Whitney Houston. You know, I mean, just that's one family, you know, so uh, just amazing. But, you know, she was formally trained. So, uh, you know, I think this film was also going to inspire people uh, to really look at, you know, what it took to, to be on the level that she became and, and still is just a legend. Yeah, and you mentioned family, which is clearly very important to Ms. Warwick, but you left out, or maybe you alluded to her sister, Dee Dee, and you wouldn't mm-hmm. know this unless, you know, you would know, but she actually had some hit records and was a, I mean, she was on national shows periodically. They sang together on these shows. I think, wasn't Leotane Price, the opera singer, a relative as well? That's correct. Great research. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a distant cousin. Yeah. So, who who has a family like that? You know, I mean, <laughs> so genetics must have something to do with it aside from the education and the hard work. I once asked her if you couldn't be a performer, what would you have done? And she said, I would be a teacher, which I found interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I, 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 she is a teacher. You know, just because, you know, as I call it, you know, a transformational figure. That's what Dion is. I mean, you know, she makes, she doesn't create followers. She creates other leaders, and that's what a great leader does. So she teaches us, you know, like, this is the motto. This is the way to do it. You know, if you're going to sing a Burt Baccarat song, you know, that has different time signatures and uh, it modulates from one key to the next. I mean, you just can't do that off the top of your head. You have to read that from a piece of paper, which is music charts. So she taught us, you know, these are the things that, you know, really help to make and sustain a great artist. You're talking about uh, artist, Dionne Warwick, you know, who has had a career over six decades. You know, that's 60 years. You're talking about Don't Make Me Over. That was 60 years ago. Yeah. So, uh, and she still today is, uh, you know, relevant as she is the queen of Twitter. So, <laughs> you know, yes. Like, she, who does that? Yeah, yeah. And, and also, I want to go back and talk about some of the public service she has done. So there she is in the studio with Elton John, with Stevie Wonder, Gladys Knight. They're singing That's What Friends Are For, but I left one person out. Well, lots of other people, I'm sure, were there, but one was Elizabeth Taylor. And tell me about what Elizabeth Taylor told Dionne Warwick and what happened from there. Well, you know, Dionne and Elizabeth Taylor were uh, dear friends. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor happened to be in the recording session uh, when they were recording that song and asked Dionne, would she mind you know, donating it uh, to help this whole AIDS uh, epidemic that was really, uh, you know, horrific. Uh, and Dion agreed uh, and donated in perpetuity, which means forever, forever, uh, all of the royalties, tens of billions of dollars it amounted to, uh, uh, to help the AIDS uh, you know, crisis. Uh, that money was directed towards an organization called AMFAR, which, uh, once again, uh, she put them in business. You know, that song, uh, to this day, still continues to make money. Uh, so, you know, can you imagine uh, some today's artists, you know, donating all of the royalties to one of their biggest songs in their career 
to to a charity. You know, it's it's just once again, you know, it's one of the reasons why I think people are going to really, really enjoy watching this documentary. You know, Dion was more than just a hit maker. You know, far more, and that's what I think this film also captures. Well, she was the United Nations ambassador for the hungry. I've got the title wrong, but that's or for feeding. I forget what it what the title is. You may know, but she did that as well. And there's a long list, actually. But you talk about hit makers, David. I don't think people realized how many both uh, 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 the pop chart, uh, rhythm and blues, and adult contemporary, as it was called how many hits she had. And if they weren't top 10 hits, the number of, t- and many weren't, but the number of times A House Is Not A Home was not a top 10 hit. But yet it's a revered song. What the world needs now is love. Might have cracked the top 10, but it wasn't number one. We still hear that song all the time, associated with Dion Warwick as well. So she had, and I think that there was a, a statistic that if you count all the charted songs, she even exceeded Aretha Franklin. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, so, that that, that's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah so I, he's I not... Mean, so what I like is I surprised you, which is nice. Yeah. So let's talk, yeah. About, let's talk about that documentary that we're talking about called Dionne Warwick, Don't Make Me Over, on CNN on Sunday, January 1st, New Year's Day at 9 o'clock, no matter where you live, anywhere in the country. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I just like to say real quickly, you know, for, for those that are listening, uh, first of all, you got a great show, so thanks for doing your homework as well. But, you know, featured in this film, we have Elton John, you know, former President Bill Clinton, Alicia Keys, Sissy Houston, Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder, late great uh, Olivia Newton-John, Burt Baccarat, uh, we have Reverend Jesse Jackson, we have Clive Davis, we have Carlos Santana, Barry Gordy, Gloria Stefan, Quincy Jones, Smokey Robinson, and of course, the one and only Snoop Dogg, you know. <laughs> so just, there's there's somebody for any you know for everybody in this documentary that will touch you, and you know I, 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 I it was just a pleasure of me sitting in front of many of these folks and conducting those interviews uh, and really listening to how Dion you know inspired them to yeah. be better individuals. Uh, so this is this is going to be fun. I guarantee you're going to laugh. You're probably cry a little, uh, but, you know, you're going to love the music. Uh, you know, we really, we've been doing film festivals for about a year now, so, you know, we're really count down. I spoke to Dion yesterday. Uh, we're all excited that, you know, the world will finally get to see this, uh, you know, New Year's Day of all. All right, Great perfect. kick off the New Year's. David, good to talk to you. Thank you so much, and I'll be watching on New Year's Day. Thank you. Well, you're the best. Thank you so much, and have a great new year. Thank you. You too.